Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to PGN. This is Secrets Revealed, Understand the Book of Revelation from start to finish. Today is Thursday, November 9th of 2023, and we have discussion and analysis of the dead judged prophecy. That's documentary number 11, statement of prophecy number 11 in the book of Revelation. We're going to get to it very soon. Let's get a strong foundation and some context for that important prophecy that we're going to hear and discuss today. Reading from the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 38, it says, Peter replied, Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. For the forgiveness of your sins, then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. One, two, three, that's what Peter gave us, a one, two, three plan for salvation. Let's start at the end. Number three, what do we get when we find and follow God's plan for salvation? We received the gift of the Holy Spirit. And prior to that, what happened? Every person who finds and follows God's plan for salvation at this time, so not at the time when the thief was on the cross or at the time of Abraham, but today, right now, what is God's plan for salvation? Peter gives us an instruction in the book of Acts. He says, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And before being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, what must we do to find and follow God's plan for salvation? Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God. I think everyone knows step one. Turn to God. Repent and turn to God. 1A and 1B. I think many people know that. But if you don't, don't worry about it. Get on board with it today if you've never heard it before. Now, why does this matter? Why does this matter? Let's go to John chapter 3, verse 18. Reading from the Amplified Classic Translation of the Bible, it says, He who believes in him, who clings to, trusts in, relies on him, is not judged. He who trusts in him never comes up for judgment, 
For him, there is no rejection, no condemnation. He incurs no damnation. But he who does not believe, cleave to, rely on trust in him, is judged already. He has already been convicted and has already received his sentence because he has not believed in and trusted in the name of the only begotten Son of God. He is condemned for refusing to let his trust rest in Christ's name. We're going to the dead judged prophecy. That's Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 to 15. Note that John said, chapter 3, verse 18, He who believes in him, who clings to, trusts, and relies on him is not judged. He who trusts in him never comes up for judgment. For him there is no rejection, no condemnation. He incurs no damnation. Yet we hear in the dead judged prophecy the reality of damnation, the reality of judgment. How do we reconcile these two realities? So here in John 3.18 it says, He who believes in him is not judged. He incurs no damnation. But in Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 to 15, it says, here it is, the dead judged prophecy. And I saw a great white throne and the one sitting on it. The earth and sky fled from his presence, but they found no place to hide. I saw the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne. And the books were opened, including the book of life. And the dead were judged according to what they had done, as recorded in the books. The sea gave up its dead, and death and the grave gave up their dead, and all were judged according to their deeds. Then death and the grave were thrown into the lake of fire. This lake of fire is the second death. And anyone whose name was not found recorded in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the eternal damnation. The eternal damnation mentioned in John chapter 3 verse 18. Anyone whose name was not recorded in the book of life was thrown into the lake the lake of fire. This is eternal damnation. One moment. Damnation is for those who do not believe. Those who have not decided to trust in him. So the dead judged prophecy refers to what happens to those who participate in another resurrection. So in Revelation chapter 20, verse 5, we hear that there are, in fact, two resurrections. It's noted that the first resurrection includes those 
lose their lives during the Great Tribulation because they have refused to worship the statue of the beast, because they have refused to take the mark of the beast, all whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life participate in the first resurrection. And so by the time we get to the great white throne judgment, which is a thousand years later, that's another resurrection. Let's hear that scripture. Revelation 20, verse 5, in the millennial reign prophecy, it says, verse 6, blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection. For them the second death holds no power, but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign in Reign with him for a thousand years. What's the second death? The second death is the lake of fire. It's eternal damnation, which is living in the lake of fire, Gehenna, forever and ever. We hear in verse 5 of chapter 20, the rest of the dead did not come back to life until the thousand years had ended. Yet there was a first resurrection says in verse 4 of chapter 20, they all came to life again and they reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Then the beginning of verse 5, this is the first resurrection. So when we get here to the dead judge prophecy, we're talking about only those individuals who failed to participate in the first resurrection. And therefore, they are among the dead Every person whose name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life is alive, is thriving, is living in a glorified, perfected, peak performance, 100% DNA error-free body, an immortal body. For a thousand years, by the time we get to the great white throne judgment, so when it says here in Revelation 20, Verse 12, and the dead were judged according to what they had done, as recorded in the books. The dead includes only those who are not in Christ. All who are not in Christ fail to participate in the first resurrection. They, therefore, they linger in prisons of darkness in Hades, a temporary storage tank, prisons of darkness in Hades for a thousand years after all whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life have already been resurrected, are living in tangible physical bodies on this present earth that you and I reside on and live in right now let's go again back to john chapter 3 verse 18 it says whoever believes and has decided to trust in him as personal savior and lord is not judged for this one there is no judgment no rejection no condemnation but the one who does not believe and has decided to reject him as personal Savior and Lord is judged.
And then if we look in the Amplified Classic translation, it says, he who believes in him, who clings to, trusts in, relies on him, is not judged. He who trusts in him never comes up for judgment. Now, what is this talking about? This isn't talking about judgment to determine the extent to which an individual is going to be rewarded by God because his or her works have made it through the holy fire that happens when we transition from the present earth to the new earth. It's not talking about that. When it says he who believes in him is not judged, he who trusts in him never comes up for judgment. For him there is no rejection, no condemnation. He incurs no damnation. So it's talking about judgment with respect specifically to the great white throne judgment. What does it all mean? There are two groups of individuals only in God's classification system. There are the good fish who are kept, and the good fish participate in the first resurrection. That's group one. Then there are the bad fish who are thrown out. These are individuals in group two. They participate in another resurrection, and that second resurrection happens a thousand years later. How do we know? Revelation chapter 20, verse 5 says, The rest of the dead did not come back to life until the thousand years had ended. What thousand years? The thousand years that we often refer to as the millennial reign, the first thousand years of the government of Jesus Christ on this present earth, the millennial reign, if you will. So a millennia, a millennium is a thousand years. So if we're referring to the first thousand years of the government of Jesus Christ on this present earth, we could call it and sometimes call it the millennial reign. But, of course, the rule and reign of Jesus Christ is forever and ever once it begins. So his rule and reign will extend beyond a thousand years. We know that from Isaiah chapter 9. It says, and of the increase of his government and his peace, there shall be no end. How do you avoid participation in the great white throne judgment? You must believe in him, who's him, Jesus Christ. You must cling to Jesus Christ, trust in Jesus Christ, rely on Jesus Christ so that you will not be judged, so that you will never come up for judgment. Because if you believe in him, cling to him, trust in him, rely on him, there is no rejection, no condemnation, no damnation for you. But if you go the other way, if you go the other way, what happens? The dead, both great and small, stand before God, and the books will be opened, including the book of life. And it says here, as if it has already happened, because do you know, all time exists within God. So the great white throne judgment is in our 
future, but the past, present, and future are all inside of God. Time exists within God. So for God, it's already the past. So John the Revelator, having been shown by an angel of the Lord, he saw the future, and this is what he saw. He says, and the dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. And it says, and anyone whose name was not found recorded in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Now, the lake of fire is the reality of eternal damnation. Now, let's go back to Acts chapter 2, verse 38. How do you avoid being at the great white throne judgment? The great white throne judgment is a legal court proceeding. It's a court proceeding to determine where those individuals for whom God has a case against, what will happen to them? There will be a ruling and a a determination about where they will spend eternity. There are only two locations where human beings can spend eternity. It's not within our discretion as creations of the creator to add on a third, fourth, or fifth option. It's not a fairy tale. It's not... um, It's not a fantasy. It's as true as, and as sure as the day is long. In other words, the reality is that you exist three in one right now. You have a physical body. You have a soul. That's your mind, will, and emotions. And you have a spirit. If you experience the first death, and if I experience the first death, we continue to have perfect continuity of life. Because our soul, our mind, will, and emotions will continue to exist. Our spirit will continue to exist. And after you experience the first death, or after I experience the first death, then we arrive at the first resurrection or the second resurrection. Now, there's, some, there's an interim period, right? There's an interim period, but let's go beyond that to talk about what happens for all time. What happens for all time? So after a person, let's say me, after I experience the first death, let's say you, after you experience the first death, there's an interim period, and then ultimately you and I participate in either what Revelation 20 chapter, uh, Revelation chapter 20 verse 5 refers to as the first resurrection, or we participate in another resurrection, also noted in Revelation chapter 20. That's the resurrection that happens for those who are going to participate 
in the Great White Throne Judgment, which is a legal court proceeding. Now, at the Great White Throne Judgment, the prosecutor, the prosecutor is God. Now, I'm, I'm saying that I don't see any specific language that refers to God as a prosecutor. But this is why I say that. First Timothy tells us that Jesus Christ is the only mediator, and God has a case. So that's First Timothy. Jesus Christ is the only mediator between God the Father and man. The wages of sin is death. So every person who has ever sinned, and we have all sinned, some have sinned more than others, but the standard for God is that that he requires no sin debt in order for an individual to be in right standing with him. Let me say this in relatively simple terms. The only way to have one's case settled so that the individual doesn't need to show up to court, what's court? That's the court referred to as the great white throne judgment. That is a legal proceeding, and those who participate in the great white throne judgment as litigants with their cases being heard because God has a case against them, all those individuals will be found guilty. Now let's go back to John chapter 3, verse 18. It says, the one who does not believe and has decided to reject him as personal Savior and Lord is judged already. That one has been convicted and sentenced because he has not believed and trusted in the name of the one and only begotten Son, the one who is truly unique, the one, the only one of his kind, the one who alone can save him. So why does John say he's been convicted and sentenced? Because John had knowledge of the reality of the great white throne judgment. It's sure to come. It is a prophecy in the book of Revelation. We're told in Revelation chapter 22 that all the prophecies in the book of Revelation are genuine and true and sure to come to pass. And so what it means is that anyone who participates in another resurrection, the one that's after the first resurrection is a person whose name is not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, is a person who did not believe in Jesus Christ, who did not cling to, trust in, or rely on Jesus Christ. And therefore, therefore, the individual is judged. Judged when? At the end of the millennial reign. Judged where? At the great white throne judgment. Sentenced to what? Sentence to Gehenna, the lake of fire. That's the second death, and it's forever and ever. It's the final judgment. Let's hear it. Verse, verses 11 to 15, this is the final judgment. It excludes anyone who participated in the first resurrection, and it includes everyone who failed to participate in the first resurrection. Therefore, it includes all who are still dead. 
We know from First Thessalonians chapter 4 that every person who dies in Christ and every person who is in Christ at the time of the return of Jesus Christ will come alive, will put on a new body for those who are disembodied, those who are right now awaiting the return of Jesus Christ in heaven, they're going to descend from heaven as soul and spirit, two in one, and they're going to put on a reconstituted body, performance body, the best version of their body that ever has been and ever will be. Revelation chapter 1 says Jesus Christ is the firstborn of the dead. Who's the secondborn? Everyone whose name is written in the Lamb's book of life. This is the final judgment, the great white throne judgment. Let's hear it one more time. Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 to 15. This is the reality of another resurrection where individuals who have failed in our time. So talking about our time, because I'm not able to uh, speak truth to those who have already died. Okay, so sometimes people say, well, what happens to those who were here uh, 2,500 years ago? Well, God has always had a plan for salvation, and we're held to the standard, the plan for salvation that exists at the time when we live in our mortal bodies on this present earth. So if you are hearing the sound of my voice, what is the standard? What is God's plan for salvation? Peter gives it to you. Peter gives it to me. Peter shares it for all truth seekers. Here it is, Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You want to make sure that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. If we knew that the Cowboys and the Eagles were going to the Super Bowl in February of 2024, and we knew that the Cowboys were going to win, and we had a choice about which team we would be on, every same person would pick the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. No one would pick the losing team. Friend, you and I right now are in that same scenario. We are going to the Super Bowl. There are only two teams, Team Jesus Christ and Team Satan. The winning team is Team Jesus Christ. The losing team is Team Satan. All who are on the winning team get a new body. All who are on the winning team, Team Jesus Christ, get to live on this present earth in a perfect body that will never, ever get old, never, ever get sick, never, ever experience 
death. It is not subject to mortality. It's free of the curse. It's what the Bible refers to as a glorified body. And Jesus Christ promises it's going to be just like the one that he inhabits. You say, well, what kind of body does he have? Well, he rose from the dead. Hallelujah. That tells you something right there. That's amazing. He can just decide with his mind, will, and emotions to rise up from the dead with that type of body. He ate fish in that body. He was able to fly in that body. When he was ready to relocate to heaven, he just started ascending. So you and I will be able to ascend in our peak performance peak performance glorified body as noted in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. That's one of the first things we're going to do. Now, again, we're going to the Super Bowl. The winner of the Super Bowl of life is known. It's Team Jesus, and the losing team is Team Satan. Now, what do you get if you're on Team Satan? You get eternal damnation. You get to participate in the great white throne judgment. You get resurrected. You get resurrected. But after being resurrected, you are required to participate in the great white throne judgment. And only individuals who are actually guilty participate in the great white throne judgment. What does that mean? What does it mean to be guilty? You might say, I'm a good person. I'm hardly guilty. Yes, you are, friend. You are guilty, and I am guilty, and there's only one payment that's sufficient to blot out our sin debt, to pay for it. That's the blood of Jesus Christ. That's the blood of Jesus Christ. If you go to mediation, Jesus pays your sin debt. See, God's case against you and his case against me is because we have sinned and the wages of sin is death. So sin is a debt, and the debt has to be paid. We've all incurred that debt. There's only one payment sufficient sufficient to cancel the debt. Now, how do you get your debt canceled? You've got to go to mediation. Jesus Christ is the mediator. When you follow the plan for salvation, that is you completing the mediation process. Now, you might say, well, I just wanted this or I just wanted that. Don't think that you're smarter than God. I am not smarter than God, and you are not smarter than God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the Word, in the book of Acts. Now, what's the book of Acts? That's the book where we have the entire history of what it meant for people to go from being in wrong standing with God to right standing with God, how people became the believers that God had called them to be. So there's instruction in the book of Acts. There's history in the book of Acts. If you want to know how, how, what does it mean to be a Christian and how do I become a Christian, read the book of Acts. 
It's in there. Now, what's the instruction for 2023? The instruction tells us to repent of our sins and make Jesus Christ Lord of our life. We all know that. I think that, I shouldn't say we all know that. Many people know that. Now, if you're truly relying on him, trusting in him, cleaving to him, then you believe his word, and you will read his word, and you'll listen to his apostles. Now, what did the apostle task with communicating to you and me? The apostle tasked with communicating to you and me how to arrive at having our past, present, and future sin debt paid for. What did he say? He said, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. What's that? Some translations say, for the remission of your sins. Let's hear uh, the King James translation. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Now, what's remission? I want to give you a definition for remission. Remission is the cancellation of a debt, charge, or penalty. So I'm looking at uh, a definition for remission, the cancellation of a debt, charge, or penalty. Now it says be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, the cancellation of the debt. So the debt includes all sins, past, present, and future. You don't go to mediation over and over again. You go one time. You go one time. You don't go over and over again. Now, before Jesus Christ was here, they kept making uh, these offerings over and over again, because it wasn't sufficient, as noted in Romans, it wasn't sufficient to actually cancel all sin debt. But the blood of Jesus Christ is sufficient. His death on the cross is sufficient. It is finished. Friend and truth seeker, is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Now, you might say, uh, research scientists, I don't believe that there's a Lamb's Book of Life. I, I think you're wrong on that. Well, have you considered this question? What if I'm right? What if I'm right? In other words, if I'm wrong, no harm, no foul. But if I'm right, there are eternal consequences, which are good for you consider that consider that you are going to the super bowl you are going to the super bowl of life and there are only two teams allow yourself to be recruited by team jesus you are being recruited if you are hearing the sound of my voice and you are a truth seeker you are being recruited Recruited for what? 
participation on the new earth. What happens on the new earth? Revelation chapter 22, have you seen it? Revelation chapters 21 and verses 1 to 5 of 22, on the new earth, there will be no more pain, no more sorrow, no more tears, no more grief, no more mourning, no more death. Only those folks whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life and who are on Team Jesus, the winning team for the Super Bowl of Life, get to be on the new earth. So, friend, make sure that your name is recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. It's within your power. It's within your discretion. It's your responsibility and your privilege to make a decision about whether or not your name is recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. Don't put it off. Sometimes people think, oh, I'm 20 or I'm I'm only 51 or I'm only 13 or whatever it is. And people think they have all the time in the world. We don't have all the time in the world. The world is coming to an end. Time is finite. The end of the world is coming, and after the end of the world, only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life will continue on the new earth, and that's eternity future, beyond all time. So I encourage you to make sure that you are ready for the new earth, that you have your passport, that your name is recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life, that you have allowed yourself to be recruited to the winning team for the Super Bowl of life, that is Team Jesus Christ. I want to thank you for being with me and with us. I am Nicole, your Book of Revelation research scientist. You've been listening to PGN, Prophetic Grace Network. This is Secrets Revealed. Understand the Book of Revelation from start to finish. I will be with you and uh, with everyone again on Sunday at 12 noon Texas time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern time. And also next Thursday at 10 a.m. Texas time. That's 11 a.m. Eastern time. Thank you for being with me and with us. I declare and decree according to Revelation chapter 1, you are blessed because you have heard the words of prophecy in the book of Revelation, and I pray that you will obey them because they are surely soon to come to pass. Until next time, friend, God bless you.